0: All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. And you know what it is. It is week six in the books outside of the, you know, Sunday night game. Uh, And man, I'm actually not going to start with football. Nope. I am going to start with something I've seen (laughs) over this past week that has been on my mind. And um. The future of the NBA is getting... It's going to be pretty pretty wild. Um, I'll just speak his name. Victor Wimbanyama is completely unfair, man. This is... See, when LeBron came in, people were like, Wow, a 6'8 guy that can essentially play the point can hold one through five. And we thought, man, this is one of the craziest things we've ever seen. We haven't seen anything like this since Magic Johnson. Right? And, um, yeah, sure. That was pretty wild to to watch. And to be honest, LeBron James got me into basketball. And then in, what was it, 2008 or so, a man by the name of Kevin Durant came onto the scene. He was listed, quote unquote, listed at six nine. He was probably more six ten, six eleven ish, something like that. But he was he was listed at play, at playing the two. So he came into college playing the two and we looked at that and said we've never seen anything like this. A guy that's six ten, almost I mean, if we being honest now, he probably grew into this, but Kevin Durant is a legitimate seven feet tall. There's plenty of pictures out there of him next to guys who are listed at six eleven, seven foot seven one. He's basically the same size. He's a seven footer, but we never thought we would see a seven footer with guard skills coming to the league. A guy who can hit you between the legs, crossover, who can go, who who has all the the bags, handle wise, can pull up from mid range, pull up from three, off the dribble, catch and shoot, um, whatever you need, he can, he can. I mean, Kevin Durant on defense is really, really not really suited towards holding legitimate guards. But still, we never thought we would see a guy be able to do the things he's doing. And I'm trying to think, but there hasn't really been a lot of that. Paul George, you know, 6'9", whatever, probably close to 7' foot wingspan. Giannis, but Giannis doesn't really have a lot of those same guard skills he he really is like uh like a new like the new age version of a shack almost if you would where he just kind of like can put his head down and just out strength and out body people with at being six eleven two fifty 250 whatever he is and, and you know we have we have these unicorn guys we have luca but luca's not really an athletic marvel or anything he's just really good at basketball Jokic same way we've We've got a lot of um hoopers, I should say, you know, just guys that just know how to hoop. And now we're here. Um to bring it back all back around. Victor Wimbanyama is seven foot five, probably. I know he's listed at seven four, but he's probably closer to he's probably more like seven five than he is seven four. And he can he can basically do everything. He's I just I'll just start with this. He's bringing the ball up the court. He's seven foot five and he's bringing the ball up the court. If you watch basketball or know anything about basketball, you understand how ridiculous that is. That <laughs> the center at seven five. We not talking about we not talking about Bam Adebayo at six eight bringing the ball up court. No no no. We talking about a guy who's seven five <laughs> bringing the ball up court, initiating the offense. I just I'm flabbergasted to use some old white people words by how how ridiculous it is. Um he has guard skills. He can take people off the dribble one-on-one straight up. He's posting guys up, making plays out of the post. So passing is great. Uh he can shoot the 3. He he did something that I don't think a lot of people understand how hard it is to Off a screen. On a catch and shoot. lean He right handed. Falling away. Left. Off one foot. And hitting jumpers. So imagine that. You in the corner. You come around the screen. Off the screen you catch the ball. And just keep drifting left. Jump off your left foot. And hit it. Oh and by the way. He's seven foot five. Okay. He's hitting step backs. (laughs) He's hitting pull ups. He's hitting. He's hitting all the moves. Of a guard. And he's seven five. So on top of all of that. On top of the idea that this guy is out there doing all that. He pulls a move off. One of the most ridiculous. Things I've ever seen. Now. Now. I've always looked at looked at things this way, right? I've been told before that in real life, real regular humans, even NBA players, right? If you see specifically more lean, like geared towards guys who aren't in the league, if you see somebody jump from outside the paint or from outside the restricted area, right? well first let's start here if you see a human being jump from outside the paint and dunking and land in the middle of the paint that's already ridiculous just regular humans right Not a lot of NBA players aren't just taking off from outside the paint from either corner and punching it uh, a lot of guys Big specifically, you don't see a lot of guys do what Victor Wimbenyama is. And that is, outside of this restricted area, outside of the circle. Turn around. Barely jump, if we be honest. Barely jump. And dunk over somebody. It's out of pocket. It's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever Scene. and it was on thomas bryant you've seen if you haven't seen it the viral clip going around uh where he just turns around and dunks and so the thing that i thought coming into into this into this season was that victor Wimbayama had the possibility of being one of the best players in the NBA, if not one of the best players of all time. And I honestly think at this point it's leaning more towards he could have he could be one of the best players we've ever seen with if if there's no injuries and he continues to get better year over year. The potential is unlimited. It's and I know there's a lot of people who maybe look down or worry about how this is supposed to work. But this guy is doing things in in the preseason, early preseason NBA games, doing things that we've never seen before. There was a play, I think, against the Thunder. I might have talked about it, but – or I don't know. I don't remember which game it was. But either way, he has the ball, calls for a screen, passes to the screener, sets a screen, rolls – and the ball handler as soon as Victor takes a step past uh the, the defenders that they were running the screen on, he just throws it up in the air as high as he can. And then Victor just casually from maybe a step inside the free throw line, just grabs it and punches it in. And this it's silly. It's it's he's an alien. It's silly, and we're just going to continue. If, like I said, if he continues to grow, and you have Pop teaching him the fundamentals, if you just extrapolate uh, his abilities into the future of what he could potentially be, it's one of the scariest players we've ever seen. He he's basically Kevin Durant, but seven five, and honestly, if we be honest, with way better just fundamental defense from a big perspective already and so the only thing is people keep saying he needs to put on weight he needs to put on weight I don't even necessarily know if he needs to put on a lot of weight um, I think he just needs to get stronger mostly in his core because you can see there's a lot of times where his balance is just goofy but he's 19 like he's 7'5 and he's 19 of course his balance is is going to be awkward and goofy and there's going to be weird moments where he falls when he shouldn't, or it just looks weird. But there's also going to be moments like what he had, I think it was on Jalen Williams, where he just, lurk, just turns into an amorphous blob and reaches out eight feet across the paint and rips a guy. Or what he did in the heat game where he Gets He doesn't get necessarily beat off the dribble, but the guy kind of bullies him, and he makes him turn to the side. And the dude thought, oh, this is safe. Like, this dude's completely turned around the wrong way. There's no way he can flip his hips and reach across his own body and mine and get to my left hand. It's not possible, which in most cases, that guy would be correct. There's no way a guy should be able to be turned away from you reach across his body and your body to your left hand with his right hand and block the shot. But that's what he did. (laughs) This guy is a bona fide, pure alien. There's no other way to say it. It is ridiculous. And if this continues, then the NBA is in trouble, man. And um, it's just crazy to think that this is where the league has gone, where we just have um and it's basically what always was kind of gonna have to happen or was supposed to happen was bigger, taller, faster, stronger guys with better skills. were are going to take over the league. And that's what we're seeing. That's what we're seeing. I mean, you got Chet. Chet is the same thing. It's the same thing. He's just 7-1 with the same type of frame, these tall, thin guys with guard skills that can bring the ball up, that can run the point, that can be the ball handler in the pick and roll, and it's it's uh, we're in an amazing time in the league where you have guys like Jokic, Wemby, Chet. The list goes on and on. Embiid, you can put in there a little bit, except Embiid doesn't usually do it, but he can do it. He could. He could face up. It's not. It's better because he's a bigger body and stronger than bigger, stronger, faster than everybody. So his he's best in the post, just bullying people. But we've seen Embiid do it turn face up at the three point line, at the mid range, and beat people off the dribble just with strength. We got Giannis. You have Giannis still out there, like, and you know the guy who somewhat started all the positionless. Basketball stuff like that era. LeBron James. And we're still in the league. Anthony Davis still out there. Guard skills. Play to four. Play defense. Uh, this is an amazing time if you're an NBA fan. And I just wanted to point out how how crazy the Wimbanyama thing is right now. So, yeah. Go NBA. You guys have a, another... Future star in your hands for us to enjoy, and I just hope you know, just build that muscle, especially in your core and your legs, and stay strong, brother, because the league needs an alien in it right now. Because man, is that stuff is it entertaining to watch? His matchup with Chet, I still, I still, I just watched it just now. It's just, it's so crazy. But let's get in. To what you guys all came for man week six in the nfl is in the books uh i just want to start with can we can we just stop please um with the london games i know this is never ever going to stop but i just don't like it like i woke up at like 8 15 this morning and I realize the game is on. The game's come on comes on in like 10 minutes. I haven't made breakfast. I haven't brushed my teeth. I haven't got up. I haven't done anything. Like that. I have not even remotely began with my life, but somehow there is already an NFL game on. Now, Ravens Titans, I just want to preface the rest of this episode with the fact that all these games kinda went the way they were supposed to. There wasn't really there was a couple upsets that I'll get to, but well not really even a couple. It's really just one, if we're being honest. But yeah. All these games kinda went the way they were supposed to. There was nothing that really stood out to me this week as something that had to be talked about. A couple I'll go I'll run the games down, but I don't think I'm gonna stop and really talk about all the stuff that went on in each individual game, just because it's just one of those weeks, you know, week six is just kind of one of those weeks of attempt check of who's good, who's not. And it kind of just was like, okay, the things that were supposed to happen, happen. And, um, Oh, wow. That did not just happen. As soon as I say it, oh no! Okay, well I have another thing. I also that's already was something I planned on talking about, but uh, let's go through these games. You'll find out when I get to it. It's the Eagles. <laughs> just you already know. But I'll get to it here in a second. We'll just run through some of these: Ravens, Titans, uh, Derrick Henry, still that guy, Lamar Jackson. They get up early, right in the first half, and that's it. That's just like that's all Lamar had to him was that's it. I got one first quarter in me. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Lamar, but I know we everybody just has these hopes that he can continue to rise. Or I really, if we be honest, get back to that 2018 Lamar, and it's never happened. And I just have a, I just feel like it's never gonna happen. This is it. This is the Lamar we're going to get, right? It's just kind of a guy that can run really well. And here and there, he'll give you a a big game passing. And other than that, he's going to just kind of make weird mistakes and just do a lot of weird stuff. And you just go, why? Like, you're, you're probably the best athlete on... 99% 99% of the fields you walk out onto and you just kind of don't have it all the way, you know? And I don't know what it is or what he's supposed to do and I don't really knock him for it cuz it's not like that makes him a bad quarterback. He's still a top 10 guy, easy. The it's just I don't know what it is. I don't. I guess part of me just doesn't want to have to look at it like Lamar just ain't got it up here. Which makes me kind of disappointed that, you know, what are we, six years into Lamar's, something like that, six, five, six years into Lamar being in the NFL and he just still hasn't been able to really put it all together and be the pure passing threat along with the legs all wrapped up in the same ball. Now I say all that to say they won, Uh, Ryan Tannehill is over. It's over for Ryan Tannehill, man. Um, Malik Willis came in, looked all right for the the short stretch that he was in there. I mean, really, it's not too hard to hand the ball to Derrick Henry and throw a couple play actions. shouldn't be shouldn't be too difficult. But he did pretty good. I mean, he did what he had to do. They was down, and I think he got him in the field goal range. But yeah, Ravens win twenty four sixteen. Stop. The London games hurt, man. Take the, take it to Mexico. Take it somewhere that's a little closer in the time zone, man, so we don't have to, like, switch everything up. Uh, Commanders, Falcons. Commanders win. I guess you could say this is an upset. I mean, I guess. Desmond Ritter. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> what do you want from this guy, man? He's not that good. I mean, he can put up crazy stats to me Desmond Ritter reminds me of Derek Carr a little bit where do you have the talent to lead a team do you have the arm talent the physical traits to lead a team and be a good quarterback yeah are you no you're just not though (laughs) it's really as simple as that I feel like There's just just this intangible thing sometimes that separates guys with all the talent in the world. And you see it with Derek Carr. You've seen it all the time. Like Take it from a Chiefs fan. We've seen that all the time where Derek Carr can make every throw. Derek Carr can um, process the game and what's going on at a really high level and look like one of the top five quarterbacks in the league and then also throw four picks in a game and, you know, ruin his team and I think that's kind of what Desmond Ritter kind of had going today where it's all there you got all the pieces you can't ask for better pieces you have Algiers, Brian uh, what's his face B—I almost going say Brian Robinson B. John Robinson uh, Drake London you got Kyle Pitts you have a solid offensive line the defense is a little in, uh, but you got everything you need you got everything you could need, and you just blow the game. You blow these games for your team. It's just simple as that. Three picks, uh, a pick at the end of the game to kind of just end the game. You can't do that. You can't. But that's where that's. I mean, that's what I feel like is Ritter is just kind of a new age Derek Carr. Um, Vikings Bears. Vikings were supposed to win that game, you know. They barely win the game. Um, I always I keep forgetting his name. Justin Fields. Justin Fields throws a pig into the game. Pretty self explanatory. Oh no! Did he not throw the pig? Oh, I was wrong. Excuse me. I didn't even really. I didn't even know these motherfuckers had a backup. Ooh, that well that hurts for Justin Fields. They're in full tank mode. <laughs> So, Tyson Bagnet, or whatever, however you say his name. Throws a pick, ends the game. Game shouldn't have been that close. Vikings just suck. This was just who can be the worst right today, you know? (laughs) They're in the sweepstakes for Kayla Williams, and that Chicago card just pulled a little farther forward today. Um, seahawks Bengals. Okay. I need to see the stats for this one because looking at it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. But what I said was thinking. Um Gino's just Gino (laughs) He had three twenty three, but it's one of those things. Two picks kinda, you know, puts you back in your place a little bit. Um but the real story here for this game, the Bengals I said it last week. The Bengals aren't back. If you watch the game with the Cardinals They're not back. Joe Burrow is not, he's still not healthy, and that line is atrocious. The line is bad, they can't protect him, and he's on one leg. And he can never really run that well to begin with, so when you kind of pile all these things on top of each other, you just end up with a team that is struggling. It's simple as that. I don't trust the Bengals. I know that, that people will say, "Well, they've been winning their games." They'll probably be over five hundred and barely squeaking the playoffs. And people are like, "Well, watch those frisky Bengals." No, no. Any semblance of a defensive line is gonna turn the Bengals into the Vikings because <laughs> Joe Burrow just ain't got it like that right now. And it's just simple as that. I think that's 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 the the takeaway for this game. The Seahawks, Seahawks got other problems, man. How they lost this game, I don't know. I don't know. Just bad, you know. I mean, they had the two picks. Yeah, just Geno throwing the picks, stubbing his toe. Typical stuff. Let's see, let me go back through and look at this again just to be sure. Yeah. Just can't get it done. Late, you put your they put themselves in the hole with those picks in the second quarter and just couldn't put it away. Because Gino's Gino, he's good, but he's not great, and he's not gonna go win you a lot of games. That's why you have to have talent around these game manager guys who can have big moments. But I just don't think they can have. Um. I just don't think they can have big, like careers. They're just guys, not just a guy. They're they're above just a guy, but they just can't get it done when it needs to get done. Um, Let's go to the next one. Uh, Sorry, hold on. Ah, uh, we'll, Hold on, we'll go back to that. Dolphins, Panthers, easy, blowout. Two is great. Mostert, in that run game, is ridiculous. Tyreek Hill. Need I say more? The offense did they thing. They ran up the score on a bad team. That's what they're gonna do all year. They're gonna struggle with some of those good teams because their defense is suspect. But if you get against up against these bad teams, blowouts, three score game, easy. Uh, Jags. I didn't see none of this game, so I'm just going. I'm just gonna look up the stats and see because I don't even understand what happened. Cause how did they score 37? Cause <laughs> I was looking at it earlier. <laughs> I don't understand how they score 37. So, let me go through and look, because I really don't get it. Okay, fumble touchdown. Interception touchdown. Interception field goal. So, yeah. Oh, let me look. That looks like a a little sketchy. Um penalties six for forty six five for 25. one four turnovers is gonna do it to you. <laughs> that's I mean, four turnovers that's gonna do it. You know, cause it doesn't. It's just weird to look at. The Jags have two hundred and thirty three yards and thirty seven points. That's why I was wondering like what happened here. It was just turnovers. You know, four turnovers and that's gonna do it. That's it. It's crazy to look at this and think the Jags had sixty two plays score 37 points but yeah this is like i was saying like a lot of the teams that were supposed to win one was a lot of these games i didn't watch the whole game i was just you know seeing stuff and this is one of those where it's like yeah i didn't see any of this just looked at the score and went how did this happen how how does this happen and gardner Minshew has 330 yards and trevor lawrence has like 180 i don't really get it uh Texans Saints was with the same way where I didn't watch a lot of this and it didn't make sense. Derek Carr has three hundred ends with three hundred and fifty yards and CJ Stroud ends up with like 130 yards or 200 yards. Well he had 130, I think, when I had looked peeked into the game, and it's just, how did this happen? And you go, Oh, they were up all game and they ran the ball and kept getting stops. And the Texans defense is a solid defense. Not great. They're just, you know, solid. But then you're looking like Derek Carr. Aha. A fumble, a pick, and a, a specific, specifically, specifically at inopportune moments will ruin the game for you. That's what happened. Texans win 2013. Just bad turnovers at the bat at wrong times ends up blowing the game for you. Uh Patriots Raiders. The Raiders win. I, I don't even want there's I don't want to say anything good about either team. Let's see, does anybody have anything worthy of even this was like the most 1991 game you could possibly have. Where the Raiders just kind of were like, all right, we're just going to line up and run the ball. And the Patriots said, all right, we're just going to line up and run the ball and we'll see who can win. And, you know, it's Vegas, it's the Patriots. The Patriots are one of the worst teams in the league. Raiders are also one of the worst teams in the league, secretly. They're sneaky, not a good team at 3-3. Three and three, But, you know, they have a couple good wins, or not really good wins, but wins against bad teams and that's what it is uh the cardinals it's what we knew the cardinals stink the real surprise right now uh cardinals rams rams win 26 to 9 josh dobbs look good here and there he's just not a good he's not that good he has moments and they were forced to throw the ball because they were basically behind the entire game um no no, James Conner, I think, kind of changed how this game went. Uh, Kyron Williams went off. Forgot about that. He went crazy. Cooper Cup doing his thing, just taking his spot back from Puka Nakua. and they just kind of. Dom- oh yeah, dominated the second half because it was relatively close in the first half, nine to six. Oh, they were up. I forgot they were up. But yeah, it was close in the first half, and <clears throat> you just Cooper Cup and Kyron Williams and. That's it. Cooper Cup, Kyron Williams, Aaron Donald, and a bag of chips, and Sean McVay just coaching this team out of his mind and getting them a good solid dub against a bad team. It was sketchy in the first half, but they got it together and and ran the score up on the Rams or on the Cardinals, excuse me. Uh, Bucks Lions, same type of thing. Lions got up early and it was over. Baker Mayfield kind of just went back to being a guy, 206 yards a pick. He just looked off the whole game. They couldn't run the ball because they were down. And I think that you see that a lot with some of these. He's another one of those game managers. I put him in the same basket with with Geno where you got to have guys around him. And those guys have to play great. And if they aren't playing great, he's not going to elevate them or put them in positions to – to get it going. And then you're just kind of stuck spinning your wheels. And you got Jared Goff. Just going crazy. And Amara St. Brown. With 124 yards. He had that big. That big run. Oh, excuse me. He had that real. That one run for the touchdown. That was nice. I think he like. there was a crazy block. And he jumped over guys. Diving at his feet. And skipped into the end zone. But yeah. They, Lions should have won that game and they did and now we get to the meat and potatoes oh man this is tough so we come into this week oh I didn't even talk about I'll talk about I'll save them for the end because y'all don't want to hear me just ramble on about problems with the Chiefs or the Chiefs games so we'll start here we come into this week with two teams at 5-0. and And we leave this week with no undefeated teams. How about that? How about that? Um, I'll start here with the 49ers. I-, I said it last week. The one weakness with the 49ers is the right side of that line. And the biggest strength of the Cleveland Browns is the left side of their defensive line. And it was just disaster. The Browns' defensive line punished the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, just wrecked shop all game long. Uh, they had no answer for it. Now, I'm not even going to go there yet. That, that Cleveland Browns' defense is the reason they won, if we be honest. There's no other way around. There's no way to look at it. Some people might blame Brock Purdy. Cool, you can do that. I'm not going to blame Brock Purdy for the reason that San Francisco lost. There are He's a reason. He's not the reason. The reason is the offensive line and the fact that the Cleveland Browns' defense on the back end held it down and on the front end kicked the 49ers' teeth in, and that's all you can do. If you can do that, and that's what we've seen in this game, if you can kick them in the teeth, they don't have an answer. They don't have another mechanism or mode that they can get into to affect the game in a different way, right? Um. So Debo goes out in the first quarter. I think Trent Williams gets dinged up also around the same time. And it's just a bad start. Okay, we're starting off bad. But they still were up. Let me go back and look. Yeah. They still were up. So everything's cool. All you got to do is just hold on, right? And to me, that's where... The Brock Purdy part of this comes in because P.J. Walker, third string quarterback, comes in for Deshaun Watson, who also isn't playing great, and outplays Brock Purdy. He he had two picks. Cool. I don't care about two picks if you are kind of dominating the flow of the game the way that P.J. Walker was more than Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy was just a big nothing burger out there. Now, people are going to say, i seen tweets and stuff of people saying, Brock Purdy did what he was supposed to do. He did his part. He led a game, the game-winning drive, and the kicker missed a field goal. Because that's what's happened. That's what happened. This game was Cleveland Browns 19 to San Francisco 17. And the Browns kicked four field goals in the second half. So people can say that, uh, Brock Purdy did what he was supposed to. He put his team in a winning position. He went down, and they got the last touchdown. And But I personally think the Browns' defense just shut all of that down. They shut everybody down. They shut McCaffrey down. They shut Debo down. They shut Ayuk down. Ayuk might have had some good stats. Yeah, he had, he had 76 yards on four catches in ten targets. Cause there's no d out there. So he was the number one receiver and they just couldn't get it done. Brock Purdy could not get it done. So people have been saying, people like me, Brock Purdy has never faced any adversity. Now here's your first game of adversity. And I think people are going to look at this two different ways. One way of, of it is to look at, well, in the fourth quarter with a minute and a half left, Brock Purdy took the team on a defense that have been has been kicking their teeth in all game has took them down the field and got him in the field goal range. He did what he was supposed to. Okay, cool. That sounds good until you realize that the drive before that, he threw three terrible balls and they had to <laughs> had to punt. And that was it. He was bad on the drive before that and they that's that's when the Browns go get the field goal go up. Now sure brock purdy after that did what he was supposed to but really if we being honest the there was one play where he threw a slant i'm pretty sure it was a slant you know i don't have the all 22 here i'm just watching the broadcast but i'm pretty sure he threw a slant to iu and iu took it like 40 yards and put him in field goal position so that's that wasn't brock purdy doing anything good and it's just kind of along the lines of what i've been saying what i've even said in this podcast um There's guys that can do it, and there's guys that can't. And when I say do it, I mean elevate your team. Make them better. Drag them to where they need to be. And I don't think Brock Purdy is that guy. I think there is only a handful of those guys in the league. It's Pat. It's Joe Burrow when he was healthy. It's Josh Allen. It's Justin Herbert. Now, people would argue about Herbert, but I've watched Herbert time and time and time again go right down the field, score, score. Do it. He's done it, right? Brock Purdy, here's your chance on this big on this great defense. And okay, people are gonna say, He did it, he did it. He got him in the field goal range. That's not good enough. You've been getting your ass whooped all game. It's not good enough. You you had a chance, you had the ball with like four or five minutes left. And you just big nothing burger and give him the ball back and let PJ Walker uh, Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt just walk the ball down the field in the field goal range run the clock down if P.J. Walker doesn't throw the ball away if he just slides they win the game there and Brock Purdy doesn't hit the last thing we see of Brock Purdy is just completely flopping so you're lucky you played P.J. Walker and he didn't realize oh if I just go down here it's almost they have to call the timeout so I'm forcing him to call a timeout or they let the time run out till we call the timeout but why would we call a timeout we just gonna call a timeout. It'll be, it would have been a minute left, maybe, 50 seconds left. So Brock Purdy was not good. Brock Purdy is not a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback. You lose all your pieces, you lose a Christian McCaffrey, you lose Debo. Your left tackle is dinged up. The right right whole right side of the line is getting their teeth kicked in, and this is what you get. You take an L to the Browns who have an anemic offense. Now, to be fair, Amari Cooper did a couple amazing things out there. He had a couple of them crazy catches where it was just like, wow. And that was keeping him in the game. The running game and Amari Cooper. You let them beat you because Brock Purdy goes 12 for 27 with 125 yards. So, he was bad. He's not a great quarterback. he's not a top 10 quarterback. He's not a good quarterback. He is an average quarterback. This is kind of the same thing that I was doing with the Alex Smith where I hate this. I hate the game manager quarterback that gets all the praise for a team around them that is amazing. This would be the same as if if Desmond Ritter was going wasn't didn't throw all the picks. If you take away Desmond Ritter's picks, he's Brock Purdy. You got all the pieces. You got everything in place for you to be good. All you have to do is not be dumb. Not be terrible. Not be Mac Jones, Zach Wilson. That's all you have to do is just not be like that. Just not be horrific. And we're going to win a lot of games. And today, Brock Purdy couldn't do that. Why? He threw one of his first picks. It was a bad pick. But what are you supposed to do when (laughs) <laughs> when the one suspect part, the right side of that offensive line gives in the way they did. And that's what you get. And they drafted their kicker high. He missed another field goal earlier in the game also. You know, that could be something. Who knows? Um, Let's go to the next... Ah, the next 5-0 team. The Philadelphia Eagles lose to the New York Jets. Now... The one thing here to me is we might have to look at this. If Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback on the Jets, granted, Aaron Rodgers could have been just poop this whole year. He could have been trashed this entire year. We don't know. We don't know what was going to happen. Um, a lot of people will say, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. He, he was a great quarterback last year. Yeah, last year wasn't he wasn't a great quarterback. He wasn't a necessarily a good quarterback. He was frazzled a lot and looked bad. But, let's get to it. The Philadelphia Eagles lose to the New York Jets 20 to 14. Now, the Jets were supposed to be a good team and you can see the bones and the structure of a team that's supposed to be good. That should be good. That should be um yeah, just a good team with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. I don't think he puts up these Zach Wilson games, right? Uh So Zach Wilson didn't look great. The Jets offense is just bad. Um it's a struggle to watch and I'm sure it's a struggle to be in it, to just be one of these guys, to be a Brees Hall or Garrett Wilson or Lazard or Dalvin Cook or um, any of these guys, right? It's probably pretty difficult to be forced to <laughs> be a skill player on the team with Zach Wilson. But they did what they had to do, man. Um so Philly goes up fourteen oh. Was it 0 either way, they put up they, they put up their only fourteen points in the first half and then just struggled The rest of the game. Um, The Eagles. This is what everybody's been afraid of. Is that the Eagles were going to have a big. Flop game. Where they finally kind of show off. How. Sketchy everything has been. Um, I think the Chiefs kind of have the opposite. Where. They look bad. And. We they got the Lions lost early, kind of helped the Chiefs kind of temper some of the expectations a little bit. So I think people kind of aren't looking at the Chiefs like, oh, like they are struggling so bad. Da, 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 da. But it's like it's okay because they lost early, so people just kind of have been like, oh, the Chiefs, nah, ah. and um. The opposite of that, I've been seeing a little bit, and people have talked about it because the Eagles have just been struggling. Let's be honest; it's been a struggle. The offense has been struggling. Jalen Hurts has been struggling. Now, personally, I think a lot of that comes from it's a there. It's not a necessarily a brand new system, but the guy is gone. Shane Steichen is gone. That was the guy, and we're seeing that now. Like he was the the. The wheels to this car, if so to say, um, and Jalen Hurts is just a rim out there spinning in his tracks, and he just can't get anything going, um, and that's what you see in this game: twenty-eight for forty-five, a 280 one, one tud, three picks, three picks. One was tipped. Cool. Okay, you can give, you can kind of excuse the tip a little bit, um pause (laughs) you can excuse that that one a little bit but the the it was a real bad pick and the fact that the game ended on a pick six that's how the game ended here the Jets didn't go do nothing miraculous they didn't hold on to a lead they didn't do none of that with two minutes a minute and a half ish left Jalen Hurts throws a pick six to seal the game now this is what people have been afraid of. Everything except for last year, right? Um, last year they were just on top of the world, and Jalen Hurts was was floating on a cloud. But I think it was. Mo- I think right now we can see it was mostly that Shane Steichen, Steichen system because he's got Garter Minshew playing great football. He had Anthony Richardson playing great when Anthony Richardson played one year of college football. Came into the league and continued a lot of success. Had, he looked, He's better than a lot of guys. He's better than Bryce Young. <laughs> and he the, Like, that's the crazy part. But Jalen Hurts is just struggling out there. Um, the line is a year older. Shout out to Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson and those guys, but they're a year older, right? The line it doesn't look as good on offense. Uh, Jalen Hurts just looks like he doesn't know where to go with the ball sometimes uh his scrambling also I don't know if it's I think what we what I never thought of either is that last year on his on his big high horse run that he had he didn't really scramble too much or too crazy he just did what he had to do a lot and it worked uh when it came to passing the ball and they had the the um you know designed runs for him that worked really well but then you see this where it's just him as a passer. Okay, it's like, hey, sit back and throw the ball. <laughs> That's what you get. You have these dead games. You have games where everything goes their way, and he has 400 yards or close to it or three three plus. But this game just wasn't it. And they lose again. And I think it, it would be fair for people to start questioning, um, is Jalen Hurts really that good or is Shane Steichen that great? of a coordinator slash coach that he had a guy who we never looked at like could pass the ball well from college to his first year with the Eagles Um, even the last year some people had questions about his ability to actually throw the ball to process read his reads and throw the ball where it's supposed to go and it's showing up more and more and more week by week they had a close game with the commanders they had a close game with the Patriots and then you lose this game and all of a sudden, it's, are the Jets a good team? No. <laughs> okay, no, they're not a good team. But still, we have to ask the questions. Are the Jets a good team? Would they, with with Aaron Rodgers? Sure. I mean, that's probably why Aaron Rodgers is out here trying to throw on an Achilles a month later. He's like, this team is, this is a great team. This is a good team. Some of these pieces aren't going to be here next year. And I'm going to try to come back for the playoffs, just make the playoffs. And it's becoming more and more reasonable because they played the Jets have been playing good teams close. They beat the Bills, who are who are about to start playing right now. Um, so yeah. Eagles, bad loss. Pick six to end the game. Ooh, people are gonna, ooh, Jalen Hurts, my guy. Get it together. Simply put, get it together. Jets, good job, guys. Good, solid win. Now, let's get to the boys. The Kansas City Chiefs play the Denver Broncos on a Thursday night football game on Prime. Amazon Prime, that is. Give me some ads, Amazon Prime. Um, (laughs) Don't do that, because I call your product trash all the time. It's trash. Quit doing Thursday games. Quit doing Monday games. Quit doing all this stuff. Stop it. Just stop. Thursday games are awful. Every game's awful. A short week. The Chiefs played Sunday night I got to turn around and play Thursday. Come on. It's terrible. That's not an excuse. I'm not going to give the guys any excuses. It was bad. It was not good at all, whatsoever. Uh, but they win. The Chiefs win, 19-8. to Hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, people will say, oh, Jalen Hurts has been struggling. If Jalen, what Jalen Hurts has been doing is struggling, then what Patrick Mahomes is doing is struggling. And no it is not even close to the same thing. When I see Pat, I see a guy who can make all the right reads, make all the right throws, process at a high level, and is a great quarterback. When I see what Jalen Hurts has been doing this year, it's been a guy who looks like a average quarterback, maybe even slightly below when it comes to throwing the ball, but his ability to move and throw on the run and out of the pocket elevates him to above average. Um, But the Chiefs, The defense, the defense, the defense, the defense has become a top-tier defense somehow. I don't understand. I mean, I do understand because all the pieces are amazing. Um, Nick Bolton, Willie Gay, Chris Jones, uh, Snead, McDuffie, Justin Reed. Justin Reed played crazy on Thursday. Uh, Brian Cook, Drew Tranquil off the bench, Leo Chanel off the bench. Mike Edwards off the bench who has like the most pass deflections in the whole league and somehow he's not the starting safety. Uh Carloftis is, you know, he's what he is. He's yeah. In the, basically a second round talent. Um the defense is amazing. They should completely shut down this Denver team. If you take out a rough in the passer call, if you take out a pass interference, if you uh Take out what I thought was questionable control of the ball from Cortland Sutton on the touchdown. If you take those things out, they completely shut this the Denver passing game completely down. And Russ had a couple runs where he looked like the old Russ again, but he can't do that on a consistent basis time in and time out. The backup running back for the Broncos looks awesome. What's his name? Jaron McLaughlin. He looks awesome. Poor guys stuck on the Broncos. <laughs> Hopefully they get somebody good next year and they can actually do something. But yeah, the offense just and it's it's crazy to think and this happens like every week with the Chiefs. It's like people are like the offense is struggling. The offense is struggling. The offense is struggling. They can't get anything done. They look bad. the The receivers suck. They're not. They're not going anywhere. This ain't the same Chiefs of old. And honestly. I think it's kind of nonsense. Um, The Chiefs, the difference between this year and years past mostly is you'd have to X out all the explosives that came from Tyreek Hill, that came from Sammy Watkins, that came from Demarcus Robinson, whatever, here and there. You X out the big play factor. You X out the high execution in the red zone. And that's where we're at. They can move the ball downfield. They don't have outside of Travis Kelsey, they have no go to guy who will obviously watching B. Rasheed Rice eventually. But they just choose not to do that yet. Um the running backs on in the past game have become a a a bigger probably the, the secondary receiver is just the running back out in the flat on the check down. And that's fine, um, that's fine against some of these teams we've been playing, but that won't be fine against the Bills. That won't be fine against the Bengals. That won't be fine against all the other good, the Chargers, the teams with good quarterbacks. It won't be acceptable. Now I say all that to say people have been saying that they're playing bad. They're doing this. Pat threw for three hundred yards. Did he? Ha- he had an inexplicable pick that was just, just dumb, just dumb throw. But the, it's still there. It's there. The the structure for a good team in in the Chiefs is there. I'm not worried about them. I think it's the same thing. Like now, with the Eagles, I've been worried about the Eagles and they've been winning games, but now I'm really worried. With the Chiefs, it's the opposite to me. We're looking at it, and I start thinking, okay, if you get a big play here and there, if you get one big play a game as opposed to none, and you score in the red zone one, twice instead of never, these guys are scoring – the Chiefs are putting up 30-plus a game then. If you look at it that way, one big play, one more red zone touchdown, and they they would put up 30-plus every game. And then I think about it and I go, okay, I will take that. I will take that over questioning whether or not Jalen Hurts can get it done with, um, without Shane Steichen, questioning whether a Brock Purdy can get it done in pressure situations against at good top-tier actual defenses. So I feel good. I feel good about the Chiefs stuff, man. And watching those two NFC teams go down, you kind of start wondering, like, uh-oh. Is everything just kind of going back to how how it's been? Is the Chiefs are just a top team? Like, now, because honestly, if you look at it, um, the Chiefs are the one team of these top-tier teams that doesn't have a bad loss. The Lions are a good team. And they lost to the Lions by one point and every receiver had to drop multiple balls for them to lose that game. Had to drop big third down catches. Just terrible, ridiculous catches that I could make. Um, no, you know, not really probably, but I wouldn't I wouldn't even be able to run that route or <laughs> any of that whatsoever. Not even close. But guys plays that guys should just be able to easily make they couldn't get it done um sean payton russell wilson i don't know what to tell you guys but it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt for the next year or two broncos fans just hold in there. but i feel good about the chiefs i feel better um the 49ers losing to the browns the browns aren't a good team they're they have they're good on one side of the ball that's a bad loss but the Jesus lost to the Lions, who are a good team, who are a contender team, who um if I am thinking correctly, are they the leaders in the NFC? There are three still, but it's all they all they're all five and one. So the one team we lost to is <laughs> by one point is a is a top five team right now in the standings. So yeah, feel good. Um yeah, that's it. I'm gonna end the pod there, man. Go Chiefs. So, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Little quick pod. You know the usual stuff. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe. Leave a comment. Tell me what you think about some of the stuff I said. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, please follow the podcast. Give me a five-star review and uh, tell me why you enjoy the podcast. Tell me why you don't like the podcast. Either way, it's fine with me. You can find me on all my social media at carver 2 X. And that's it, guys. I will see you Thursday.